Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am Braxton Taylor, your co-host here for Jedi Eternal Star Wars Podcast. And today is the infamous episode 60, which is has no significance, but hey, we're getting up there. And uh, I'm here to introduce our good co-host, Andrew, the big meanie, Bolin. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know I was going to have to say something about this. How original. <laughs> yeah, I know. He tells me, okay, let's meet up at 4, and it's 4.15. So I'm I'll leave sorry. At, to meet at 4.15, and then he's like, oh, wait, by the way, it's 4.30. And then, <laughs> oh, my boss called me to a meeting, and it's actually it's like 5 o'clock, and I'm sitting in front of his house. I'm like, bro, come on now. So I did play some RuneScape on my phone. Did you really? Waiting, so oh, I did, yeah. Cool. So. <laughs> Well, I apologize sincerely. No, I know. So thank it's you okay. for uh, bringing it up to everyone. Oh, um, no, I'm just paying you back for some of the mean things you said. You know, just... Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I can't help mm-hmm. that I got called into a meeting. It's not my fault. You could have told but your boss no, honestly. I <laughs> would prefer to keep my job. <laughs> Where's your priorities at? Where's my priorities? <laughs> Star Wars or your job? Yeah. Get, <laughs> Get your house in order. Get your house in order. <laughs> well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen... For real, though, we're here. Uh, we've kind of took about a week or so off because last week was just kind of like there was nothing to, to, to do or say. So in return, instead of just having nothing that week, we actually started something that we have been wanting to do for a while and, and frankly what all of you have asked us to do for a little while, and that is to uh, start the Let's Play series. And, of course, we did our kind of uh, polls as to what you guys want us to play and KOTOR was the winner uh, with uh, you know a somewhat close second as uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order so long story short we have that first episode out there we have it posted on our Facebook so those of you who have watched it we really appreciate that hope you all enjoyed it and yeah uh, I'll, more say, to come. I'll say uh, as of right now we're not getting near the views on that video that we do get listens on our podcast <laughs> yeah. so uh, there's a lot of you that haven't watched it yet so yeah. get out there and watch it um, we're putting quite a bit of time into it, so yeah, uh, yeah. Come on, you do <laughs> We need your guys' support in that. Um, and I be watching our our Facebook for. We'll give mm-hmm. you a heads up when our second episode is gonna going to appear. Yeah, I think we'll probably do it sooner than later, just to kind of yeah. keep things going. We're kind um, of working amongst ourselves to figure out like a semi-consistent uh, release yeah. schedule, but we're gonna see when the, that comes out. Yeah, but for this, <laughs> but for this next one, we'd rather it be sooner than later to kind of keep you guys um, involved with it, invested, <laughs> yeah. and and trust me, the second episode is way better than our first. Yeah, song. it was. It's it was. way better. Uh, we were a little more like into it at that point, and yeah. uh, it's more entertaining. Um, I. I don't want to like say for sure, but there's a good chance it'll probably we might do like a premiere on Tuesday, but like we'll we'll post something. Yeah, we'll see what happens here. Official later. So anyway, we hope you guys do enjoy. If you uh, watch it, if you haven't watched it yet, we'd encourage you to. And uh, if you have watched it, please actually let us know what you think. Um, you know, like I said, episode two is definitely going to be you know way more funny, more you know uh, engaged and reactive stuff because we're still like trying to figure everything out and stuff like that. But yeah. anyway, so let us know, send us a message, or leave a comment, and let us know what you think about those episodes. That we're yeah, be and and we will adjust things the way you guys want it. So like, yeah. if there's something, for example, like while we were doing it, we weren't sure if like people want to like really hear the conversations or if they'd rather right. hear us just talking like over in-game, it. In game, yeah, in game conversations. Yeah. 
Or like if you'd rather like if you don't care and you're just there for the you know just to watch us goof off. Uh, we we just want to know like the right. direction you guys want this to be. So mm-hmm. please, any information you w- would want or advice, I guess you could say you want right. to give us, we are open to it for sure. Because at the end of the day, we're gonna. We mean, if we want to just do this for fun, we would just do it for fun, right? We would just. Um, play the game by yourself but of course we're recording and putting it out there for your all's enjoyment so if there's something that you would enjoy more uh you know one way or another let us know all right without any further ado though we're going to go ahead and do our podcast for this week and get on with our regularly scheduled events here and uh, our very first name of course is our news as usual and so our first news piece is uh referring to something that we you know very near and dear to our hearts uh, one of our favorite characters in all of star wars and probably the favorite character of course for both of us is obi-wan kenobi and as you all know uh disney had released out there that hey we're making this kenobi series and stuff like that so we've been super excited it's kind of been a little you know secretive there's not a lot of information out there but ewan mcgregor of course if you're not familiar that is that is of course the uh the main actor of episodes one through three um of the main saga who played obi-wan and ewan mcgregor has been spotted on set for the very first time and uh yeah i think i saw some pictures of him the other day too so uh super exciting stuff so drew do you have any more on that for us i mean basically they they snatched some pictures as he was walking he's he's wearing like a like a robe literally like a big black robe (laughs) like over his his costume but Mm -hmm. which is kind of funny because we like we already know what to expect yeah like you know he's going to be wearing that traditional like sandy uh desert outfit that he wore right in the prequels and what he kind of similar yeah also wore in, i'm sure it's going to blend a little bit between episode yeah, three right. and then episode four, four. It's but gonna be kind of a mixture yeah yeah um so you know we kind of know what to expect and so you can't see all of it but you can see like the boots the brown boots you can mm-hmm. see some of the pants yeah um <laughs> and and you also get an idea of kind of the the styling of the hair um, that he's gonna have it's it's definitely much longer. Yeah, a little more unkempt um, than he usually has it. You know? Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's very long and um, not really like put together, which is right. kind of interesting actually. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm curious where what this scene like will be you know if, like if that's yeah. or if that's how he's gonna appear the whole time or it'll be interesting you know, it's, it's gonna be interesting i mean i'm just thinking off of my own you know ideas here you know we see at the end of four whenever basically luke meets up with them and stuff like that or i guess i mean the beginning of episode four excuse me um a new hope his hair is actually kind of it's not like perfect but it's, it is kind of looks like it's kind of combed and stuff like that and i i almost makes me wonder if this specific scene that they were trying to film whatever with his hair kind of like that wasn't like early in the beginning and him, his kind of struggle and, and you know, he's, you know, maybe discouraged. And so he's like kind of losing himself a little, who knows? You're right. But that's what makes me think of like, you know, he's usually real, mm-hmm. you know, collected his hair's combed and stuff. He's a little bit yeah. wild in the middle because he's trying to figure things out. And then later on, as it's about to come to an end in tattoo, he's also kind of balding by yeah. the time of 
<laughs> right. Of, uh, episode four, but <laughs> well, anyway, so, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, it's really cool. A lot of really cool stuff. You know, I, I, I'm always excited to hear anything about the Kenobi <laughs> yeah, series. Anything. anything at this anything point at all. Any morsel <laughs> that we can chew on from. Yeah. <laughs> so it is cool to see like his boot. <laughs> hey, it's yeah, something, take, right? I mean, it. it's the most we've seen yet. So exactly. I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. Exactly. But let's jump into our second uh, news story for the day. And this is, uh, we're going to be talking about some more additions to the Star Wars Legends Essential Collection. So as we talked about, uh, this has been uh, probably multiple months back at this point, but we talked about um, some novels that they were re-releasing in the Legends, mm-hmm. and they're calling it the Essential Collection, Legends Essential Collection. Yeah, whatever it is. And <laughs> it had... Um, it had Shatterpoint, which was the Clone Wars novel about uh, dealing with Mace Windu. It had the um, Heir to the Empire, and it had uh, the first Darth Bane novel. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how, you know, this... I don't think it's a coincidence that they chose these novels. Um, as we talked about, it's like they're, they seem to be uh, a, a purpose for it, right? Some kind of hint at what's to come maybe or something, right? Right. Um, and so now we've gotten four more announced. So let's talk about these. And I think if anything, this just continues to confirm that. And the right. biggest one here that really makes me feel this way is that they are releasing Rogue Squadron. Book mm. one, Rogue yeah. Squadron. Yeah. Now, we already know there's a Rogue Squadron movie uh, that is happening. But still, they chose this one. It lines up with a movie release. Mm-hmm. I, it just kind of continues to um, push in that pattern, right? Right. So that one's coming out, has a cool cover. Um, then we get book two in the Thrawn trilogy, Dark Force Rising. So that's to be expected, right. seeing as we got the first one. We also are also getting book three of the Thrawn trilogy, the last command. So that is coming as well at the same time. So mm-hmm. the Thrawn trilogy will be completed in this. Um, I'll definitely be picking them up. And then we get rule of two, which is book two of the Darth Bane series. Yeah. So none of these are a huge surprise. Um, right. Mostly just continuations of what we've already gotten in the legends collection, but except with the addition of rogue squadron. But again, right. that makes a lot of sense. Sure. And so I'm still hoping this means that there is a chance we're getting a new take on Heir to the Empire and mm-hmm. with Thrawn and everything, which I totally believe we are. And um, and then, of course, getting Darth Bane somehow, <laughs> somewhere. Right. I still hope we're getting that as well. So, Well, and here's the thing. You know, that we've said this in the past. You know, it, there's, I feel like it's no coincidence, and you basically just said it yourself. I, I believe it's no coincidence that we're starting to get a lot of these uh, Legends stuff re-released. Now, hey, yeah. they're still Legends, right? As, as I'll tell you, right. it's still Legends, but we're we're re-releasing new copies and putting them out there. Why? Disney's have, Disney has never done this unless they've trying to set some kind of precedence. And this is kind of a offshoot, you know, getting off topic a little bit from our news, news story, but like, Hey, you know, if, if you're wanting to get caught up on some of this stuff, one big piece of it is Knights of the Other Republic. Right. Yeah. And, and there has been not, it's not part of this lineup in terms of the books or anything, but there has been a lot of interesting news pieces in our, our previous episodes where uh, KOTOR is maybe, being remade or it's being remastered or it's being re-released in some form or fashion and uh and that's still from my understanding something that could be happening but the point is is that you know 
if you want to get caught up on that, hey, watch our YouTube series. We're going to be doing our Let's Play yeah. episodes, and yeah. uh, have if you, as we talk over most of the dialogue, you'll get a, a general <laughs> sense of what's going on. <laughs> but um, but but my point is, is that you know there is not, uh, I'm sure it's not a big coincidence that a lot of this legend stuff is starting to be re-released so i'm just yeah. saying it's possible that some of this is being set for precedence right for and, sure. and release date for these will be september 7th and they did say to expect even more of these to come spring 2022 mm, so interesting oh really cool so if you're you guys are into this and you want to know more about the legend stuff like hey it's still legends yes it's not canon but if you want to get into that because again hey who knows what's going to happen uh in the future with canon i'd say jump jump in with it so, our third news piece this week is uh, basically a Disney executive had kind of spoken out. Um, there's that, uh, uh, you know, Ubisoft game that were, you know, there's making a Star Wars game that was supposedly open world. And uh, we heard just a little bit about this. I mean, not very much at all. Um, but basically, this Disney executive had said that it's quote unquote worth the wait which is pretty interesting. I mean, any kind of Star Wars game that's open world, in my opinion, <laughs> if they do it right, it's definitely going to be worth the wait. But it is interesting that he's kind of taking a step out there and saying that. So, Drew, do you have any more on that? Yeah, so we know um, Ubisoft just recently announced their Avatar game, um, and that's been kind of a big deal, but they're, they're basically saying that the Avatar game is act, was actually the point where they decided to do the Star Wars game because yeah. the collaborative effort there was going so well um, that they're like, hey, we should do this for Star Wars. And so I think we're still a ways off from getting this game mm -hmm. and probably even a, a decent way off from actually even really seeing much of anything for this game. Yeah. Seeing yeah. as right now, this this Avatar game hasn't even been released yet, right? <laughs> right. Um, but it does sound like it's headed in a very good direction, and this team feels, uh, which is massive games, they feel very good about what, what they are working on, and they yeah. feel pretty confident in it, and, um, and Disney is confident in it as well, and like what they're seeing. So... Um, that's all great news. And this might be one of the very first uh, games we're seeing from another studio outside of EA. And so that right. alone will be interesting to see um, how that works and how that relationship will work yeah, and, yeah. and what that means just for the future of Star Wars games. Well, I mean, if nothing else, and this is just my opinion, well, to some degree it's just my opinion, but uh, I think it's kind of a well-stated fact, right, that anytime that one studio has the full rights to a game, or not a game, but a franchise to make mm -hmm. the games. Like, okay, yeah, they want to make a good game to please the fans, but, like, what's pushing them, right, to make a gr the greatest game that they can? Well, now, all of a sudden, we're getting some competition in there, um, sure. you know, yeah. and, and basically, because I know EA, we've talked about it before, EA is going to be making some more games in the future, too. Um, and, and so what's going to make massive games want to make the best game they can? Well, EA is just a very well-established franchise. And, and this game that they're making, this open-world game with Massive and Ubisoft, is that, you know, it's not just some dumb little phone game. This is going to be like a legit, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, uh, AAA title. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's some supposed to be a AAA open-world Yeah, so I mean, it's going to be huge. So. so my point is, is that, you know, I, they're confident, they're working hard on it. If, if the uh, trailers and gameplay of the 
uh, Avatar games any indication this should be pretty awesome. But again, my point is is that this competition that's kind of driving between these two folks or, or these companies is definitely going to help too. So I'm excited. Yeah, and you know it's gonna and in, in, in turn I think it can also. Um, make the EA games better because, that's, yeah, that's really because to they're too, going yeah. to be maybe sweating some bullets here as, yeah. as, as they see this like Ubisoft's making a triple A title now Star mm-hmm. Wars and if it comes out and it's a huge hit they're gonna they're gonna be the new EA, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, that's not a very good term because EA. <laughs> Nobody being, wants to be. No the one new wants to be EA, but you <laughs> know right, what I mean. Right. Yeah. If they have a huge hit, everyone's gonna look to them for Star Wars. Sure. Now. Yeah. And all of a sudden, well, EA people, is gonna. Like, the fans are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I'm okay. The new EA games coming out, yeah, whatever." But what is what is Ubisoft doing, right? Yeah. And then secondarily, Disney themselves could maybe, oh, maybe we need to revise the contracts a little bit. Oh well, yeah, and that's you know also a possibility. And that's probably the bigger factor that they're gonna be looking at. Right. I mean, yeah. If if Ubisoft releases this and it's just a huge hit mm-hmm. i mean disney could very well be like hey let's let's give ubisoft this contract which yeah you know granted this will only be one developer under ubisoft's umbrella so right you know but you see yeah, yeah i mean but this the point still stands for sure yeah, yeah like only good things can come from this right now yeah at least oh, yeah, now exactly. we'll see how things progress but as of right, right. now good things yeah, yeah for sure Okay, moving on to our next news story. Um, this is a big one. This one actually just was um, talked about right before we started today. Um, Rogue Squadron now has its writer. So this mm-hmm. is a uh, pretty big news. Yeah. It's going to be written by Matthew Robinson. So Robinson or Robertson? Robinson. Oh, okay. Never mind. I got the road wrote down correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matthew Robinson, he co-wrote and co-directed The Invention of Lying. Um, he did a comedy called Jerked. He did the family adventure flicks Monster Trucks and Dora and the Lost City of Gold. And the upcoming remake of Little Shop of Horrors. He's also one of the writers of Live, Die, Repeat and Repeat. The long-awaited sequel to Edge of Tomorrow, which I'm actually really excited about. That'd be yeah. cool. Um, and he's, but also the probably the closest thing he's done to the Star Wars spirit is the charming Dylan O'Brien starring monster adventure comedy Love and Monsters, which he mm. co-wrote. Yeah. So here's the thing: I don't know a single one of these things I just said. I read <laughs> off to you. Um, yeah. I have not seen any of those. Uh, so I honestly can't tell you what I think really about him, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you I'm going to be doing my research now for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to see like where this is going, you know, you can always get an idea right. of a, of a writer or a director. You can get an idea of what their movies are going to kind of be like, you know, if yeah. you go back and watch the history of their, you kind of get the, 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 the style, feel, the feel the style, and the style. Yeah. Exactly. That they're, they're, they, gravitate towards. Um, so if nothing yeah. else, I might look into this Love and Monsters. I've never heard yeah. of it. I don't know anything about it. But, it looks pretty neat. Um, the pictures but here. this <laughs> might might be the one to, to really look into for any of you who are interested. Yeah. That um, being said, with that, we have found that they are going to start production um, sooner than later. It's uh, I had it here somewhere. Sorry. Let me see if I can find it. Um... Pre-production in this fall. 
Um, so pre-production to start this fall for a shoot sometime in 2022. Hmm. Yeah. Um, now, saying that, I'm not gonna. Go, I'm not really gonna say that is news. That part of it because uh, that's not 100% confirmed. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to attach that on there. That could be starting as soon as this fall in pre-production. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we already know, this is supposed to be released December 23rd, 2023. Yeah. So still yeah. a ways away. Still, yeah, still a bit away. But like I said, kind of a big, big thing there, figuring out who the writer is. And, and we're going to be able to, like I said, kind of analyze that, see, maybe get an expectation of what we might start uh, seeing uh, in, that, yeah. in that story. So, And another way to possibly get some idea of where this might head is to read the Rogue Squadron novels. Um, mm-hmm. They've already said this is going to be a new take, blah, 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 but you know there's going to be some inspiration mm-hmm. from that, from those novels. They wouldn't have named it the same thing right, if they didn't right. intend to do that. Yeah, so if you look back on, on some of the things he's done previously, you're going to get the style and feel, and you can go read the Rogue Squadron Legends book and maybe get an understanding of the gist of the story, and you know you could really start putting together a, a decent understanding of what that movie's going to be like. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, so a lot of cool stuff there. Um, looking forward to all the, the shows and the movies and stuff that are going to be coming out in the subsequent years. Um, <clears throat> but that is the end of our news section there. Um, we had one more uh, than usual on the news, and we actually have one less on the rumors. So that kind of evens out there. Uh, but our very first uh, rumor for this week actually has to do with the Ahsoka series. Um, and the rumor is that it's bringing back a familiar character from the Clone Wars era. Um, and that is a character that was actually basically one of Ahsoka's best friends before she turned rogue, and that is Barriss Ophi, or Offie. And if you don't remember who that is, uh, basically that is that she was the apprentice to one of the other Jedi's, and she was the she was like had yellow skin with the black dots and stuff. Uh, one of the main main episodes that we see her at the very first was uh, when her and Ahsoka had to team up. Uh, when you know Anakin and her master teamed up and they attacked that droid factory and they became best friends, blah blah blah. Um, but of course, as you know later on, she ends up being a traitor and, <laughs> and doing all this crazy stuff. So if Ahsoka, or excuse me, if Barris is in the Ahsoka series, it's going to be pretty interesting because that's a long time away. Uh, but I'm sure that uh, regardless, there's probably some still some uh, ill feelings there. So, uh, Drew, do you have anything on that for us? Uh, basically. Um, this is coming um, from the Illuminati, and well. they are saying that, according to their sources, a Star Wars Star Wars Ahsoka is looking to cast Barriss Ophi. She is listed as a lead character in her 20s to 30s, and they are looking to cast an Asian woman for the role. Hmm. Um, I mean... I don't think this is necessarily a bad idea. I think there yeah. could be an interesting... Uh, relationship there um, now all these years later after the Clone Wars mm-hmm. to see where they both are and how that correlates into the story right. and, and the future of things I think could be very interesting and honestly I could see it leading almost to a redemption for uh, oh, yeah. Tavares yeah. as well absolutely um, you know because I think she had a lot of issues with the Jedi and as we know Ahsoka, Ahsoka did too. Yeah, really did too. She just handled it differently. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and but now, seeing as all that has kind of gone away, it'd be interesting to see where that character has went from there, mm-hmm. right? So I think I think there's a lot of potential here. If this truly, is, if if this has any ounce of 
truth to it. Right, which right. let's be real, just even if just because they're um, looking for an Asian character does not automatically mean it's this. And I feel <laughs> right, like that's kind right. of what they're getting at here. Right. They say their sources suggested it's it's bears, but like yeah. I kind of feel like maybe it's just because they're <laughs> casting they're yeah. looking to cast a twenty to thirty year old um Asian. Which yeah. also, let's throw this in here. Wouldn't a twenty to thirty year old Asian be too young for yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Because the Ahsoka series is after the uh, or it, it goes after, but it's subsequent to um, the timeline of uh, Mandalorian season two, and at that point she's getting close to her forties, I thought, right, like late thirties, early forties, or something like that. Ahsoka, anyway, and and if I'm not mistaken, uh, Barris was older than Ahsoka, so yeah, so it is kind of a little stretch there, a little bit of a stretch. Well, and also say too though, you know, and. and I, what I think would be really cool or awesome to see her come in the show, yeah, and have the redemption arc, or even if it's not, yeah, I think it'd be really cool. But to be a main character, I do think it's a bit odd that they're just pulling some random character that has some kind of connection to Ahsoka from the Clone Wars era and just throwing her in there. Hey, you know, we have all these new characters, right? We have all of these new people that she could be interacting with, things that are more tied to her story, especially through the Mandalorian series. It's just, I, do, I mean, not to say I'm against it at all, but I'm just saying it's kind of odd. If there's anyone I want to appear in this live-action Ahsoka series, it's Rex. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. 110%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they better not be focusing so hard on some random other character than they don't, <laughs> they don't get Rex. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, I, I think, think he's integral to that story for sure. Yeah, as long as he's still alive, which we assume he is because mm-hmm. he was in Return of the Jedi, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, this is still a handful of years later. But, right. I mean, I think the, ch- there's, the chances are he still is, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be a, a cool interaction. Yeah, I think it'd be amazing yeah. to see. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, kind of getting off track there a little bit, but is it possible that, uh, that Barris is a part of this? Yeah, it's possible. I mean... It's a, kind of a bit of a stretch because, again, it's just kind of like pulling a random character out of the Clone Wars who had a tie with Ahsoka and then just throwing her into this like 30 years later or however long it is, you know. So anyway, yeah. so let's move on. So moving on to our second and final rumor, um, the Acolyte is aiming to begin production in February in London. Hmm. So with that being said, it's most likely using the volume which is what Mandalorian has used, mm-hmm. as well as the Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi, and Kenobi, yeah. and all are using this new technology. So it's uh, you know not surprising that mm-hmm. the acolyte seems to be as well. Interesting. This is kind of going off track a little, but I do want to point this out. Interestingly enough, doesn't it appear that Andor has used this technology, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is which is interesting. A bit odd, yeah. But um, we'll come back to that eventually at some point. I'm sure because mm-hmm. um, there'll be, especially after we watch it, maybe we'll get an idea of why that is. But um, yeah, so it, it appears that um, that this is going to be um, starting sooner than later, which you yeah. would assume means we're going to start hearing more about this sooner than later. Um, we know that casting has already begun. And we know we've heard in rumors for a long time that they're planning to cast a a woman as the lead in this, right? Mm-hmm. Which we assume is the acolyte, right? Um, 
to I think it's I think they I think they insinuated that was Ray, I believe. What is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and <Anyway>. so <laughs> but yeah, so and also this is saying that it's to cast a young woman of color in the lead role. Um, and that basically it's described as a female-driven action mystery thriller with martial art elements that will take us into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. I mm-hmm. can't tell you how much I want this show. Um, out of everything in Star Wars other than Kenobi, this is my this is my second most yeah. exciting thing right now. Yeah, I'm... Go ahead, sorry. Uh, because... I, I think we're going I think this story and now I could end up being totally wrong and I'm going to be very disappointed mm-hmm. but I think this story is they're going to make you think it's what they just said right in that mm-hmm. in that description mm-hmm. but I think what this really is is a prequel series for Plagueis and Palpatine mm-hmm. well and yes I I I if that's what it is, I'm super excited about that, and I want it to be that, but I'm afraid that it may not be. You know what I'm saying? But what else would the emerging dark side powers be? The end of mm-hmm. the High Republic? It's going to have to be, I mean, as far as we know, well, we, it's going to have to... We said it some... I can't remember how we figured this out, but it was 50 years before Phantom Menace. Well, that's because... Um, I can't remember how we figured that out, but we said that one of our previous episodes. Uh, because <laughs> something else refers to the end of the high republic and it was 50 years mm, yeah. before i don't remember what but something else this is phantom coming menace. out something else is coming out that's 50 years before the phantom menace and it calls it the end of the yeah, the high Re- republic and so um that make that means as this is saying the end of the high republic we assume mm-hmm. it's around the same time which um, makes sense in timeline ways so but my my guess my point is earlier is that you know i'm i'm a little I want it to be amazing. I'm super excited for the idea of it, but I am a hair worried because something I said to you before the podcast, and this is something I just read. This is actually not rumor. This is true. Um, uh, uh, I can't remember. It. I think you just said Ashley Hedlund. Yeah, um, she literally has stated that she's going to bring in people uh, who has worked on Star Trek before, and then further than that, she's uh, going to bring in people who has never even watched Star Wars before um, to get, I guess, a fresh look or whatever. And, you know, that's something that kind of worries me a little bit because I think if, if we got to be careful is that we're trying to get so innovative and so... Uh, what's the words I'm trying to look at? You know, we're getting so out there of like, oh, we're trying to get the next best thing, the new thing, the, the modern thing, whatever it may be, that we eventually try to, you know, eventually, you know, stray away from the base of what is Star Wars, right? And that's why I said what I said, right? Uh, you know, it makes sense in the lore for it to be the beginnings of Palpatine and, and Plagueis and stuff like that, but if she's so focused on using certain characters or if she's so focused on bringing in people who's never even watched Star Wars before... All I'm saying is I'm a little worried about her direction And there. rightfully so, because we've seen the consequences of such things, right? <laughs> we've, we it. have yeah. seen what happens when um, you just let whatever happen with no control, no mm-hmm. sense of what the fans are looking for. We've seen all of that. And mm-hmm. uh, the sequel trilogy, I mean, let's just be real. A lot of that came from people who didn't really truly know what the fans were wanting, didn't or didn't care, and didn't really know the heart of Star Wars in some sense, in my opinion as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And what... So what she says in that, she does say, you know, including people that... Sorry, my computer, I thought it had stopped recording. It no. may actually have cut out. We'll see. Yeah, um, probably. Probably <laughs> did. But one, one, uh, the one of them that had never seen any Star Wars at all, anything, mm-hmm. she said they were in the writing room and she was like looking into what Star Wars was and she was, she texted her <laughs> and oh, said, Luke and Leia are brother and sister? What? <laughs> Oh, it's like that, that's are one of the people that's writing this series yeah um yeah Good so grief. yeah yeah you know that is a little scary right because yeah. this is the thing and i don't understand this i don't i don't understand this and i will continue to argue about this with anyone who wants to but like why are we using people like that that have no knowledge of Star Wars? Mm-hmm. I understand giving people a chance, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But why do that when we have tons of people out there that know Star Wars like the back of their hand? Right. And, and, right. and we have all of these extremely talented Star Wars authors yeah. who yeah. know and love Star Wars. In and out. Yeah. In and out that don't get an opportunity at, yet. Mm-hmm. I've, I, that I know of at all work on a to work on any title. kind of movie or even TV yeah. series. And it's like, I understand. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Right. But have them in there make or helping with just these creative story decisions. Line, you and, know? And, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this thing just like stopped again for like a oh, really gosh. long time. And I don't, uh, we're I don't know why all of a sudden skips. it's doing it. It was working yeah. perfectly fine. And then all of a sudden it decides like it doesn't want to. I hate my computer. Well, I'm looking into buying a new computer. I've been looking yeah. around. <laughs> well, you've had that one for, we'll I can't tell you how long. I know. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm just going to like chuck it out the window as soon as I get a new one. Yeah. I think I'm going to get, oh, you know what I want to get? I want to get That's a talk, big talk right there, big boy. <laughs> yeah, I want to get an iMac. It'd be so cool. We would look so cool. We would look sick, honestly. Um, yeah, like you know what I mean. It would just be. It's just the right thing for Jedi Eternal. Yeah, I agree. if you want to donate an iMac to Jedi Eternal, <laughs> go, to, go yeah. to our GoFundMe now. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, to end off on our on our rumors, I think. I kind of already said it, but I'll say it again. Like, when you're so focused on, like, okay, we have to have this specific type of character as the lead. We have to have this uh, specific type of writers to come in who's never even seen Star Wars before. You know, all of these kind of, like, jaw-dropping or, or, or innovative things. You know, people, I mean, again, I don't know much about Ashley, right? And I don't, I don't know much about her works. But I think it's safe to say that every single writer, every single director, every single etc are always trying to put themselves um, on a pedestal. You mean but Leslie, right? Leslie, yeah, yeah, Leslie Headland. Anyway, I really couldn't care less. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I just want to make sure we were on honest, the same page. I really couldn't care less. Anyway, um, <laughs> point is is that like everyone is trying to get on a, on a platform above everybody else, right, to, to stand out and to be something different than everybody else. You know, they're, like, uh, they're not just the humdrum. They're the best. They're the newest. They're the most innovative. And sometimes... Yeah, and, you know, and, like, I want to be the very best. Like, no one ever was. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the very... Anyway, not doing that. Anyway, <laughs> but the point the is, is that... them is my real call. The train them is my car. Sorry. 
Go ahead. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I, like I said, I, just in my spiel, it's like we're focusing so hard on being the next best thing, the most innovative, the most jaw-dropping, the most inclusive, whatever it is, that at the end of the day, we're going to lose touch on what they're even writing about, which is Star Wars, right? At the end of the day, just write a good story that fits within the Star Wars story, uh, timeline, and people are going to eat it up. They're going to love it. They're going to watch it. And you're going to make a lot of money, you know. But anyway, that's just my spiel. We just got to be careful about people coming in that it was nothing about Star Wars. They don't care about Star Wars. They're just trying to make the next best story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, like yeah, I said, as true. we saw with Ryan Johnson and JJ, their battles with one another to figure out who could write the craziest next big thing, like, but then ruins the whole lore, in my opinion. Anyway. Not getting to that, but uh, there's a reason why we haven't got any more stories aside during the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so that is going to conclude our news and rumors for the week. So now we're going to move into our releases. Yes, and uh, what a week it is for releases. We get wave two of the High Republic. Mm. Yeah, we're getting the the next adult novel, The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott. That is coming out this Tuesday, June 29th. So that is going to be a big, big day. I cannot wait to get my hands on this novel to see where the High Republic heads next. Um, as Off of this like adult novel. At least if, if it's like the first one, which I assume it will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also that same day, we also get um, the next, um, or what's, let's see, it's not the young adult novel, it's the junior, I think it's called junior novel. Um, and that's Race to Crash Point Tower. So both of those will be coming out on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we get... The next um, Dr. Afro comic, which of course right now is still in connection to War of the Bounty Hunters. Uh, Some really great stuff happening in that. As I always say, the comics are just knocking it out of the park as far as telling Mm -hmm. some good Star Wars stories. Um, That's where it's at. So that is what we got coming up this week. Sweet. A lot of cool stuff for you guys to check out. Oh, sorry. And of course, the next episode of Bad Batch will be released on that Friday. Yeah. Awesome. So, a lot of good stuff there. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to our Q&A for the week. Um, as you all know, we try to ask you guys uh, you know, to ask us about questions or topics you want to talk about. I did post it a little bit late this week, so we didn't have a ton coming in. So, we did have one last week from Kristen. Um, and we're just, that's when we're going to start off with. And uh, she says, what are the other forms of the Force that a Force-sensitive can obtain? So, at first, I was kind of like, I'm not really sure exactly... Kristen, what you meant on that? Like, what you meant? Like, what are the other... If you have the Force and you're a Force-sensitive person, typically if you train in it, you have, like, Force push and Force pull, right? Um, you know, uh, we, you have, you know, if maybe a little bit more um, in-depth is, like, mind, using a Force mind trick, uh, of course, we see like force lightning. You know, see so these are some of the basic ones, and maybe I'm, that's what you're referring to. But there are other ones that we see throughout canon and legends that are kind of really kind of wild, um, uh, kind of crazy stuff, right? That we see people who are force sensitive and uh, who can use the force. Of course, we have, uh, you know, we just played 
the first episode, our first episode of Knights of the Republic, and so that's kind of fresh on my mind. And we talked about Bastille's uh, Force Battle Meditation, so that's something, uh, you know, maybe not everybody has, but they can use. You know, um, of course, there's Force Healing, which is a sensitive stu- subject, uh, <laughs> as of recently, it seems like. Um, then you have, like, Force Speed. Um, you know, there's in some of the newer stuff that we've seen, which is, like, uh, the book called Force Collectors, um, and then we also see in Jedi Fallen Order, uh, there's the ability that, you know, if someone has the Force, they can touch uh, a piece of, um, uh, you know, whatever it may be, right? Anything that has ever been touched, they can, through the Force, sense its past and its history and have, like, visions of what what happened to it. You know, so there's a lot of really cool um, Force abilities that are out there. Of course, like I said, you have the, the, the basic ones, you know, like push and pull, you know, and more advanced, but kind of basic lightning and, and mind trick and stuff. But really cool other stuff like that, you know, battle meditation, you know, seeing the history of objects, you know, healing, all this stuff like that. Drew, is there any ones that you can think of off of the top of your head of kind of interesting Force abilities? Um, hmm. I think you covered a lot of, like, the the main ones. I know there's like Darth Nile. Yeah, I mean I don't know this is strictly a force ability, but it's like the force devour where he like eats the life essence and force out of people because you know like he you know the dark side corrupted him. He's like super hungry or whatever. That's a pretty interesting force ability that's strictly through the dark side. Yeah, and and the way she worded her question, can you just tell me that one more yeah, time? Yeah. What are, what are the other forms of the force yeah. that a force sensitive can obtain? So I don't know if it meant abilities, yeah. blah blah blah. Speaking to well, like another another outlook on that, just to because I'm not sure exactly which way she was headed with it, but looking mm-hmm. at like um, maybe what it's like the Jedi use the Force in that way, right? But like, were there other ways that the Force could be used? Mm, yeah, um, yeah. We know that there that there were other things that were not Jedi that had some kind of use of the force or knew right. of the force, but called it something different. Right. Yes. And didn't call yes. it the force. Like, uh, we have like the, the Mustafarians we know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, as we know in, um, uh, the Darth Vader VR series, mm-hmm. they, uh, they called it the life current mm-hmm. and, yeah. um, and stuff like that. Right. So we also see the night sisters who utilize the force more of like in a magical way with like spells and potions and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the mist weavers call it the luminous mist. And mm-hmm. so I think that there's, there are actually in a sense, many forms of the force sure. and, yeah. and depending on how you, um, how you approach it in a sense, mm-hmm. um, kind of develops how it's used right and we see some things naturally like those like i can't remember off the top of my head what they're called uh but in the rebels they have those like humpback space whales that like can go light speed through the force and stuff like that you know right so there's some like crazy stuff out there yeah um so hopefully like between both of those like answering maybe you're kind of getting the answer you were yeah. hoping for but yeah sorry we we can't and <laughs> interpret exactly what you mean because i <laughs> we can't use our brains apparently but anyway so hopefully that answered your question so those are some different ways that people can utilize the force there's different ways that they manifest itself you know we could even go and we're not gonna take the time but we could even go further into how people even observe the force as we see in, in the high republic you know avar chris and a lot of these different ones can observe the force through music or through all this different stuff callers and stuff like that right so pretty interesting stuff 
All right. Our, so anyway, to finish what I was going to say at the very beginning is that we didn't have a whole lot. So we actually reached out to some of our uh, friends and family. <laughs> it's like, hey, what's some random Star Wars yeah. questions? <laughs> so uh, Austin May, which is, uh, as you may know, is one from one of our... Better known as... Better yeah. known as a lore master lore from master. one of our uh, previous live streams. Uh, he asked a, kind of a difficult question, which is, why is it called the Millennium Falcon? So that's pretty interesting. Um, I have my thoughts, but Drew... Any anything off thing anything off the top of your head that you can think of? So, speaking in terms of like straight canon, we I am going to assume Lando decided to call it the Millennium Falcon because. Um, First of all, it just kind of sounds cool, right? Right. That's kind of just how Lando is. But also, like, a falcon, you know, is kind of a... Which I know... I don't know if falcons exist in, <laughs> exactly. in, in Star Wars, but, yeah. like, um, I mean, you assume they must must be, right? Have some or kind something, of... Something like something that? Something along those lines, um, yeah. But, like, it just kind of sounds fast, right? Yeah. The, and, and I think that's kind of what it's going for is... is is It just has, like, a fast yeah. uh, feel to it. Go ahead. I was going to say, that's actually the, almost the exact answer I had oh, as yeah. well. Basically, obviously, we, I was going to say, we know that that Lando, when he got it, he's the one that named it the Millennium Falcon. Um, my, my take on that, to take it a step further, is that, of course, a falcon is a very fast animal, right? Like, the peregrine falcon can dive at speeds of 200 miles an hour in our world, right? was fast on the writer's board when they originally made it but like in in the you know in the universe it could it be that that lando thought of a very fast bird and it's the millennium falcon so it's the fastest one in in a millennia right so yeah i mean kind of speculation there but i can imagine that that's the thought process there. yeah and just like a, a fun fact for you guys um before it was known as the millennium falcon it was known as the stellar envoy yeah uh, which it was known as that during the clone wars actually Powell, yeah, it's probably that's what it was called at that point. Stellar Envoy, yeah. And then stuff. when Lando wins it um, through um, Sabak, Sabak, yeah, uh, he then names it the Millennium Falcon. So, so you know, definitely at the end of the day, whatever his true reasoning was, it was definitely just something that sounded very cool, kind of you know comes off the tongue easily. That's just how Lando ruled. You know, he was trying to find the cool thing to say. <laughs> yeah. So our third and final question comes from Andrew's own Papa. And uh, he says, <laughs> "Oh, Poppy," he says, "Who is your favorite cartoon character uh, in Star Wars?" That sh honestly, I was thinking about this for a little bit too, and, and honestly, those are two big ones for me as well. I love those characters, and I think it would be really fun to see them come into live action. Of course, I think the obvious answer for both of us would be Rex. I think that's another one we want to see in live action. Um, you know, a lot of them, you know, like Ahsoka and a few of them we've have seen come, which yeah. is pretty interesting. I mean, originally, a couple of years ago, I would have said Ahsoka yeah. um, would be yeah. one I really wanted to see, but now we already know. Well, we, we already got, got her, yeah. and we know yeah. we're getting even more of her. Hondo, we we have kind of in a sense a live action Hondo, mm. just because of uh, the Disney Park has oh, yeah, a yeah. has a like a realistic looking version of Hondo there, mm -hmm. and so 
I think we'll eventually see Hondo in live action, probably. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I'd say so. I, yeah. I would not be surprised at all if we eventually get that. Yeah. And and yeah, and also Cad Bane mm-hmm. uh, would be really cool to see in live action. I think that would be yeah. that would be awesome. Um, for so me, all of those would be really cool. Yeah, for me, I, I, I this is kind of two random ones that I was just thinking of, and I, I don't know why. I just really love their characters, and they were pretty minor, especially one of them. But uh, Savage Opress and then Asajj yeah. Ventress. Yeah, and uh, they're although their names sound similar, they're completely opposite characters, had no connection. <laughs> but Savage Opress being the brother of Darth Maul, and uh, and he like after his modifications through the the Night Sisters, you know, he's he looks awesome. He's basically like a huge buff version of Darth Maul, except instead of red, he's yellow. And I don't know, I just think it'd be so cool to see him in live action. It um, would be cool to see, yeah. And and of course, Savage Opress is, or excuse me, Asajj Ventress, um, was has been a big, big part of of the Clone Wars series, and um, I don't know, I always really liked her character, and I think it'd be really cool to uh, to see her in that as well. So, I mean, I think we can go go over pretty much all of them. Say, oh man, I would love to see them. <laughs> Life action, but it's just a couple, uh, yeah, I mean, couple of us here. <laughs> uh, most of them, it would be, it would be cool to see in live action, right? I mean, yeah, I'll, I'd really like to see Luke Skywalker in live yeah. action. Yeah, well, so if we're talking about um, animation, I think it would be really nice to see um, Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. <laughs> in live action. Say, yeah. uh, <laughs> just the just see the dynamic of yeah. Obi Wan and Anakin. Um, in like and, a, in, and a, in like a live, live action, action setting would be really yeah. Would I would be really, really love to neat. see that connection. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it would just be. I sucky. think you know you know who would be a really good actor for Anakin Skywalker, Hayden Christensen. I think he. I was I gonna think, say. I think he would hit it out of the ballpark, and everybody would be really happy and pleased with his performance. I was, I was gonna say Benedict Cumberbund. <laughs> <laughs> ben- Bender snatch cucumber Bender pickle. Snatch. <laughs> So anyway, just a few ideas. <laughs> just a few out ideas there. out there. <laughs> so anyway, uh, before we continue on, there. I was thinking Ian McDermott would be a really <laughs> oh, yeah. great pick for Chewbacca. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for salacious crumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, I would love to see. Uh, seriously though, I would love to see a new live action version of like any of the huts. Honestly, yeah, like see, see, like yeah. uh, uh, kind of something that does them a little more justice than what we've seen. Of course, sure. actually, honestly, in Return of the Jedi, when he's just sitting there, it's actually pretty good. I mean, especially for the, the 70s uh, and 80s, yeah, right? It's not for, bad. Uh, uh, yeah. But now with all the the vision or whatever it's called technology we have now, um, I mean, I think we could do something really cool. Of course, we got Zero the Hut, which is I I always thought, Zemo. Yeah, I always thought it was is pretty, it Zemo, uh, right? Or is hmm? it Zero? It's Zero. Yeah. Now that Zemo. Maybe his name actually is Zemo, but they call him Zero. No, Zemo. Zemo is a uh, Zemo's like in the MCU, isn't I don't it? Know. Zemo. Yeah, I really don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, so. just forget it. No. Anyway, so I think it'd be cool to see him. So we can go on all day about random characters and been. <laughs> it was a good question, though. Thanks, so. Dad. Yeah, for sure. So a lot of great questions, and thank you for the, some of those that are coming in clutch. Um, but without further ado, we're going to go ahead and, uh, you know, and to all of those of you who ignored our Q and a post on Facebook, you? how dare you, I mean, I don't, we only give you about five hours, but Hey, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness though, we ask a lot of you guys, you know, in all honesty to, um, to give us questions every single week and, yeah, and we get it. You're tired of us. You know, you're tired um, of hearing you, us, tired of making us stuff point. up. Yeah. You're just sick and so, tired. So you know what? Here's the solution. All of our faithful friends here, if you want to ha- keep asking stuff, do it. But those of you people who are listening out there who never ask anything, I know you're there. 
because we've talked to you guys through contests and stuff. I know you're out there. So ask us questions, even if you don't feel like it's ask a good us question. a stinking question. We want to hear from you. We love you guys. So, anyway, we're going to move on. We're getting emotional here. <laughs> Um, so we're going to move on to our main topic, um, and that is going over the Bad Batch episodes 8 and 9, which is uh, in order Reunion and Bounty Loss. So last week, again, we had episode 8, and we did not go over that because we didn't have a podcast episode, and there was some interesting stuff, but not a ton of stuff to go over. Um, definitely something that we could just kind of squeeze into this week's episode. So we're not going to take a lot of time to go over like our, our non-spoiler uh, impressions because I think it's it's kind of just been the same uh, as it has been throughout the, the entire series up to this point. I will say um, I do think it's starting to pick up a little bit or starting to pick up a little bit. Um, that is something that I had said for episodes two through five or two through four, two through five, something like that. How it managed just just stalled out and just keep getting filler. But the past couple episodes, although they haven't been jam packed with stuff, like especially episode eight. Um, there still is some pretty interesting stuff coming to fruition and building the story. Yeah, um, we're starting to get a clear picture of of where we're headed with this, um, mm-hmm. getting a, a better idea of of what the story is is about. Mm-hmm. Um, now, some of that is not necessarily where I was hoping the story was going. <laughs> right, but you know, it is what it is. Um, let's just let's uh, let's just jump right into spoilers. What do you yeah, think? I think I think I, that's the best uh, yeah. idea. Um, so episode eight, let's go start off with that one first. So episode eight, which was the reunion. Yeah, the, the, the big thing here that I want to mention is just like we get Cad Bane. Yeah, I mean so, that's the biggest part. For yeah, sure. so the we we see that uh, the communion the why can't I never, why can I never say it <laughs> communionians? Yeah, like it's it's for some reason it's just like so hard for me to say that. But anyways, yeah. they they hire Cad Bane to go after mm-hmm. um, Omega. Mm-hmm. And so we're not entirely sure why just yet in the episode. In that episode, yeah. In that episode, and and so he appears like towards the very end, mm-hmm. and actually he shoots Hunter. Um, Hunter, and for a second they got me. Yeah, it looked like he died. I'm like, holy yeah, cow! I'm like they just shot him like straight in the heart. I'm like, yeah. he's a goner. I was like, he's dead. <laughs> like, and, man, they're really going. Tara was sitting next to me when I watched it, and I was just like, I can't believe they what? just did that. And, yeah. um, but then of course, like how he survived, I'm not really quite sure, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, what do they call it? Plot armor? Is that what they call it? Plot <laughs> yeah. Armor? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but, but then, yeah, he was fine. And that's, I mean, it makes sense because he's obviously like the main character of the, yeah, of the can show, just kill him off sense, random but like, bounty hunter but I in. was really for a second, they almost had, it. yeah, same here, same um, here, <laughs> but it's great to see Cad Bane again. Yeah. Um, he's as cool as ever and I just love his voice and his style mm-hmm. and everything. It's, it's really cool. And it, and honestly it stands out even more so than normal. Mm-hmm. Because we hear so much of of Bradley D. Baker <laughs> right. in this yeah, show, yeah, yeah, that to hear, uh, I don't even know who plays them. I don't know who yeah, the sure, voice actually is, but whoever's doing it does a fantastic job, and his voice stands out. Um, and it was like so refreshing to hear. Yeah, because kind of hearing I, the same thing over and over. Don't get me wrong, I love Bradley D. Baker, but some of his Bad Batch characters just like annoy me to death. Right. The like Wrecker's yeah. voice annoys me so much you can't i cannot take wrecker serious because yeah no matter what he says it sounds so we, cheesy we said that about like the last episode when like he turns and yeah. he's like such a cool <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> until he 
turns cool like moment where he's like turns yeah. to the dark dark side, you know, and then all of a sudden. All right, you're going to take the I'm like, okay, come on. <laughs> like, that's literally what he's doing to make Wrecker's voice. I know. What you, did, what you just did there. But, but in that, his own interpretation. Yeah, but yeah, that, like, yeah. that's all it is. And I get he's trying to yeah. make this bigger guy and stuff, but like, yeah, I don't know. It, don't, it doesn't work for they me. They need to use voice modulation they to like make some, it like, voice something. modulation you know, or something. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Because they, they do it with, what well, they do it with, uh, we do it with Grievous. They do it with Cad Bane. Well, Cad Bane, yeah, he's them, got you know some kind of modulation yeah. going on. Yeah, they should have made it low or something. But yeah, it's, so, it's, go ahead. No, 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 finish up. I was going to no, get I was, the takeaway for it. I'm just today. saying like, it's, um, it's really off-putting. Uh, so, it's, it's pretty rough. So with Cad Bane's voice coming in, I was like, ooh, this pretty is nice. nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen here. Okay, Um. so yeah, I'm just saying the takeaway for episode eight, basically, of course, you know, they, we, we see them at that scrapyard and they're trying to get the chips taken out, which they do. Um, the inhibitor chips from referring to. And obviously, Crosshair tracks them there and they're fighting and stuff. I think one takeaway for that, I don't know if it's going to have any big significance, but something to note, of course, is that um, Crosshair's pretty severely burned by uh, the like ignition thruster for one of the yeah. ships that he was trying to turn on the bad batch but they magically got him with it <laughs> anyway so he's burned up pretty bad um so that's something to note and of course then then we, we get that kind of little section there where cad Bane's like hey we're taking omega and you know she has a bounty on her and it was from the prime minister of the kaminoans yeah so maybe um maybe he is darth vader it could you know, be honestly like- with all, with all those things, since like, we don't know who Darth Vader is yet, you know, it makes you wonder a little <laughs> it makes bit, you frankly. A little bit. <laughs> so anyway, so we're um, gonna be taking it serious right now. They're not gonna so understand not our humor. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so then we move on to episode nine, which is bounty loss, and of course that is the um continuation there. Obviously, we start off with Omega, and she is of course in captured from with uh, by Cad Bane. She's in a holding cell in his ship, and basically. During this point, you know, um, he's taken her to this rendezvous point with the Kaminoan prime minister's, you know, uh, liaison or whatever, right? And, you know, I'm not going to explain the whole episode, but of course she's tries, she escapes and stuff like that. And, uh, but, but, uh, she contacts the Bad Batch and, and they're on her trail, but she gets recaptured again and they get to this place. And I'm not 100% sure exactly where this is at. Um, you know, it looked almost like, you know, Cloud City a little bit is up in the clouds, ironically enough. Um, and, uh, so wherever it was. And, but right when they're about to meet up with the liaison with, from the Kaminoans, all of a sudden he falls out of the door dead. <laughs> and, uh, Lo and behold, Finnick Shan comes out, and she's like, you know, basically, I took your bounty, and, uh, you know, the uh, basically fighting ensues, of course, you know, Cad Bane versus Finnick Shan, which is actually pretty interesting, tying in, you know, some of the o- older stuff from Clone Wars to the newer stuff, and Mandalorians, kind of neat to see them fighting, that's kind of cool, um, but there comes a point where they kind of get separated, and Finnick is talking to Omega, and basically is like, hey, you know, they're not trying to be good to you, right? They're not trying to just get you back to the Kaminoans who want, you know, want to take care of you, whatever. They're they're wanting to do something wrong to you, clone you, kill you, whatever. Um, but as we can see, the Prime Minister is the one that, that hired uh, Cad Bane to kill, or to, to bring her in so they could kill her. Uh, but there is some dissension within the Kaminoans, so one of the uh, Prime Minister's kind of helpers or whatever, uh, 
hires Fennec Shand to, to stop Cad Bane and, and uh, keep her away uh, from Cad Bane and stuff like that. So, long story short, you know, they're they're doing this, and, and ultimately, um, Omega escapes with the Bad Batch, who ultimately shows up. But one very, very big part of this episode that we get, um, you know, basically the Bad Batch, uh, minus Crosshair, uh, is trying to figure out, you know, wh- why, why is there a, a bounty out on uh, Omega, you know, we understand that we took her from the Kaminoans and stuff like that, you know, she took her from the facility, but what's so important about her, and there's actually a pretty big part in this story about this, and come to find out, Omega is pure first generation uh, of of the clones, and as they say in this episode, you know, uh, you know, he, Tech was saying how, you know, uh, we're all like first generation stuff, but we were all given the aging, uh, enhanced aging, but she never got it. And basically, so basically saying, he's like, who, who else has gotten this? Who else is only just like cloned from the first generation, but is just left alone. There's no enhancements, nothing. He's like, well, there's one other and his name is Boba Fett. So what does that mean? Right? What does that mean that, that she alone with Boba Fett is unenhanced like that? And, and does that mean that she's Boba Fett's sister? <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, in a you sense, know? kind of, right? <laughs> like, I mean, so she is the pure um, genetic clone of, of Django, just mm-hmm. like Boba was. It doesn't have any of the extra stuff they included for the, the right. clone soldiers. Um, to me, it, it's kind of weird that she's a female with blonde hair, but yet she's right. the pure... Like I'd, unadultered yeah, genetic like that clone doesn't yeah. make a ton of sense, <laughs> right. um, yeah, to me. But anyway, but yeah, I, I think that it kind of means that she's essentially kind of like Boba's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like yeah. an, an addition to the the Fett family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to. I think this is a setup for like things to come like way in the future. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we're dealing with this in this bad batch show, but I think what they're doing is actually something to do with the live action stuff going on. Yeah. We, because we, we have Fennec in this, right. Mm -hmm. And so we know that Fennec knows this girl Mm -hmm. who also we know is with Boba Fett now in the, in the the Mandalorian. (laughs) Right. And now we know we're getting the book of Boba Fett who is going to have Boba and Fennec. Mm -hmm. And so is there some kind of connection? Is there going to be some kind of connection? Are we going to get an older Omega Mm -hmm. in the book of Boba Fett, which ends up being Tamira Morrison, which is with a blonde wig. on? Yeah. Which ends up being Tamira Morrison with a blonde wig. Um, I want that. Potentially maybe like a, you know, flashy dress. I mean, I don't know. Some red high heels, some (laughs) lipstick maybe, and some va va uh, va va music in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Hello boys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> My word, woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, not, yeah, I don't know how they'll deal with that I don't exactly, know but uh, <laughs> It's a good um, good mental in- image though, you know. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's there's some interesting stuff. There's definitely something there. I definitely don't yeah. I no longer think she's force sensitive. Mm-hmm. I know for a while we kind of entertained the thought that maybe that mm-hmm. was what was special about her. Um, I think now 
the the special thing about her is the fact that she is 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 the same as Boba in a sense, mm-hmm. um, which of course they want that because um, I think it's one of those things where they either use it for themselves or they don't use it at all, and they don't want the Empire to have right. access to it if they don't use it. Right. Um, and, and we definitely saw some cloning going on whenever because it wasn't in Kaminoa, at least from what we could tell. But uh, you know, there was definitely this was a Kaminoan facility that that Cad Bane and Fennec Shan were fighting on, where he was supposed to meet that liaison. Anyway, point is, is that there was definitely some cloning going on, and it was kind yeah. of an odd-looking species. So the it appeared it looked very similar to the vats we see in um, in. Rise of Skywalker, actually. Yeah. It's very similar, very, like, the greenish, like, um, I, I don't think it was an accident that they looked similar. Yeah. Um, and yeah. as we know, it, they, th- I mean, there's a good chance that that technology is what was used to... Um, well, it to, looks very similar to the ones in uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. And uh, we know all of that is 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 connected, right? Mm-hmm. And the, all that cloning stuff, mm-hmm. even all the way up into when we get Palpatine back, we know all of that is an extension of of these clones in right. some way, shape or form. Right. Um so I think what we see here with those is is interesting that they showed that. And it looked to me like maybe there was multiple different kinds of clones in there, mm-hmm. like not necessarily I like. I don't think those were clones. Like I don't think those Boba were the Fett regular. Or, yeah, I mean, or Jango, Jango Fett. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was other things. And like we saw one fallout that appeared to be a a a cameo. His head was like so much bigger though, and the neck was short and something. Like I, I said, like it looks almost like one of those classic like, like Martian alien. alien yeah. You know, I'm not um, sure what the what that was supposed to be exactly. Maybe it was like a botched clone though, too, of a cameo yeah, or something. I, I think know? it was Snoke's Snoke's <laughs> uncle, but anyway. Snoke's uncle, uh, Raylene. <laughs> Um, so yeah um overall though like the the past couple episodes have been been pretty decent right like they've they've been raymond uh, sorry (laughs) i I really think of of where there's like ray but it's it's more of a mess it's it's definitely been um more entertaining oh yeah we're getting somewhere with with the story now we know we understand the purpose of omega we understand um this this continuous uh, divide between the empire and the Kaminoans, and so we know like that's going mm-hmm. to, that's going to end badly, of course. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And I think well, uh, this is totally on the side, and I, I've been wondering this ever since. Why in Mandalorian season two do we see this clone guy, right? And he's like, he, he has the Mandal, or excuse me, the Kaminoan patch, and he's the, yeah. he's the guy, he's the scientist, whatever. It just goes to show that eventually the Kaminoan species is going to get taken down, and that the Empire is yeah. going to resume the cloning stuff, and it's going to put you know the regular humans in charge of that. Right. And right. Interesting yeah. to tie there, so, tie in there. Yeah. Clearly, you know, they're they're going to get a hold of, they're going to wipe them out, and they're going to take everything for themselves eventually. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the other thing that I wanted to mention about all of this is the inevitable appearance of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. I think we're building oh, to yeah. that, seeing Boba again. Just got his name drop, um, you know. Yeah, we just got a name drop. We got Cad Bane in the picture right now. Finnick Shan, which we is eventually Finnick, a new connector. Um, yeah. Well, but the only thing there is it it seemed like he didn't know Finnick. Right, um, true. She became so, in his debt later on, Yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. you know, they could work around that yeah. if they needed to. Um, but, yeah, I think... 
there's a good chance we'll see Boba eventually in this. There's I'm still waiting for um, Ahsoka to show up. I think we'll <laughs> right. see Ahsoka. I think we'll most likely see Darth Vader at some point. I think that's very possible. Um, very possible. You know, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily think Darth Vader is going to be like super involved. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think we'll get some kind of view of him. Well, it may not is, even be in this first season. I was gonna but say, like, and this is we assume we're going to get multiple seasons, right? most likely. Well, here's what here's what I say. This is right after Order sixty six. This is like right after, and it can finally gets put into the suit. You know, I'm sure there's yeah. probably an adjustment period before he becomes the you know the Iron Fist of the Empire. You know, right. And right now, no one probably really probably no one knows about Darth Vader yet. Hundred percent. Well, my point is, is that you know ninety nine. Uh, Clone Force 99, Bad Batch, whatever you want to call them, you know, they're kind of the pain in the butt for the Empire right now, and eventually I think something's going to happen across here. Well, he's just badly injured now, so maybe he can't do it, so that could be the the segue into Vader coming like, okay, you know what, we're bringing in the, the big guns now. Like, you know, uh, Bad Batch, is, is, they're just taking too much time and effort to destroy us. We're t- tearing in the big guns now, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, good things. Um we will continue to um, to watch this and review it, and we hope that you'll join us in that journey. Yeah. Um, but I think we're going to go ahead and, and close out. But please, please, please continue to uh, like and share with all your friends. You can catch this on Apple Podcasts, on, uh, on Google as well, and... Um, we are doing our Let's Play now for KOTOR oh, on YouTube. Yeah. Please, please, please go check that out. Share that on, with everyone. We want to become we popular want, streamers, please. We, we really want to <laughs> see that view count go up some. Yeah. Please um, share that. Uh, leave us a comment on it. Go like it. Whatever you got to do, go subscribe to the channel. All of that will help us. Um, the second episode will be coming soon, probably early next week. And uh, you want to be caught up so you can watch that episode. I promise you, um, we we make it entertaining at the expense of our uh, <laughs> our dignity <laughs> of our dignity. But you'll yeah. you'll get some laughs, and uh, it was a good time. We had fun with it. Yeah, and, episode two, it, it'll, it'll get you get you laughing for yeah. sure. And and we're gonna continue to have some fun with that. But we can only continue to do it if you support it. So hundred yeah, percent. So please, please, please do that we're doing and we we are recording that with uh the money you guys um Mm -hmm. donated to us that's why we have the webcam that we do so we appreciate that greatly absolutely so we hope though that you guys have a wonderful weekend hope that you're sitting at home right now and your pjs sipping a coffee maybe you just finished the bad batch for yourself now you're listening to us blabber on about it (laughs) maybe you got a nice star wars book in your hand however you're choosing to spend it we hope that you enjoy it but until next time may the force be with you and we thank you for joining the jedi if you would join us (laughs) 